Welcome to the Popcorn Junkies. Yeah, there's a bit of a delay. So if I, every now and then I pause, it's so that Nan can say, so say hi. Hiya. Yeah. Hiya. So Hiya. we we struggled, didn't we, Mum, to get convince anyone else to go and see No Time to Die. Yeah, we did. Why was did. that? Why was that? Because I think a lot of people are fed up with the fact that although it, they know it's Daniel Craig's last film, he's been very ungenerous about it, I think people think. And I think some people think if he's been so down on it, why should we go and see it? I think you're right. I think you're right. I think ungenerous is probably a very fair description. So this is No Time to Die. This is uh, directed by Fukunawa. Yeah, Yeah, Carrie. Is it Carrie Fukunawa? Is it Carrie Fukunawa? He was behind True Detective. He was behind the True Detective series. You know, he's quite slick. He's quite stylish. Got a good sense of story arcs. Craig had a writer's credit on this as well, did you know? Yeah, and and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is on the part of the writing team, and that was very much Daniel Craig who brought her in because he's a producer. So, oh, maybe that's what they meant rather than saying Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has much more skin in the game than just simply being James Bond. So yeah, I suppose with the Daniel Craig thing, I mean, Nadia's made it very clear that she can't stand him. We were all a bit bored by Spectre. What were you listeners? Did you like Spe- what listeners watchers? Did you like Spectre, yeah. Mum? Were you a fan of? No, not Spectre. My favourite was, I think, um, Casino Royale of the ones that Daniel Craig's done. Right. But but they have been getting longer and longer and more sort of like nothing happening in them. Yeah. So, um, and sort of I almost... don't know why I had such high hopes for this actually, but I, but I did. I don't I know. Really well, maybe it's maybe it's been the two year COVID wait. Yeah, maybe. And maybe, also the yeah. the wondering whether, because it is Daniel Craig's final, that it might go out with a real bang. Um, I mean, I, I hated Spectre, but I really liked um, Skyfall. And yeah. I, it's almost... I mean, sometimes the danger I find with, with James Bond is so many of them blur into each other. Because, yes. I, because they very successfully observed the four corners of the James Bond film, you know, his sense yeah. of humour, shaken, not stirred, the Bond girl... The sort of uh, Jaws-like villain. I don't mean Jaws as in a shark. I mean the man with gnashes. Uh, yeah. And I think I think Nadia's father was killed by Jaws in one of them. And do you remember? Was he? I think oh, my so. Goodness. Or maybe he was. Do you remember there was one particular character who really scared me called Odd Job, who had a hat. Odd Job, Odd Job was fantastic villain. He yeah. had a hat and which had a blade, and he'd throw the hat, yes. and it would. I mean, that was yeah. great, wasn't it? Actually. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, look, guys, before you start to pick apart our understanding of the James Bond universe, all, all I know is that Spectre are baddies. Um, yeah. And we have a new baddie essentially knocking Spectre out of the game yeah. um, with remarkable tech slash bio-warfare. Bio yes, which even Q doesn't know about. Even Q, even, Q, even Q doesn't know about. You've got Miss Moneypenny in there. This is nearly three hours long, this film, so it's quite a glut of a movie. Prior to the day we went in, I was feeling a bit heavy-hearted because I knew we wanted to review it. I knew that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not as, I don't feel as strongly as Nadia about Daniel Craig, but I have to say I do find it a bit annoying that he's so ungrateful for what, what's gone on. But then on the day we went to see it, the 11-year-old boy and me got a little bit excited and I thought, yeah, it's going to be action, fun and all that kind of malarkey. So we went to see it. Um, that's a long intro, isn't it? And the beginning of the film, I, I really liked the first scene. And the first scene does that classic thing with Bond. And what I've always liked with Bond is what Spielberg does with some of his action films was it sort of ends with a... A story ends at the beginning of a film. Quite early on, it's set that Rami Malek kills um, a wife and and goes to kill the daughter um, because the father of the daughter killed his family. So there's beef. Yeah. 
But but two things. One is he's disguised heavily because he's got a mask on, which is very creepy, isn't it? It is. It's a sort of it's like a geisha girl mask, isn't it? Yeah, but almost that's a, almost a horror trope. Mm. And then also because don't forget they're out in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of snowy mountains and ice lakes. And which is another ja- is think. another James Bond trope. Yeah, another James Bond trope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you have this early setting up of the fact that you know you think he's going to kill this girl, but then he. Did you think he was shooting into the ice to kill her or was he always shooting into the ice to save her? I don't know, but it was good. It was a really, it, I, I thought it was a really impactful scene. It was really strong. Yeah, was. So essentially he's, you know, and this girl is going to grow up into Leah Sado's yeah. character. And also what, sorry, and also what happened in the house, which, you know, I mean, that, that shocked me. That was my first shock. Yeah. And then she runs away with him shooting him, uh, whatever. And then we have the ice scene. This is all in the first five minutes. This is five minutes in, and you've got this huge sort of backstory, quite well established. And then we cut to modern day, um, and Bond is with this woman, and they quickly find themselves in Matera, the beautiful town of Matera in southern Italy. I felt in some ways that you've you've filmed there, haven't you, in that Mm. place? And I felt in some ways it was a return to the early Bond films where you felt that you were seeing the world, and it wasn't all CGI'd, and that was just beautiful and you can really relax into that european thing you're absolutely right and i think what i liked about that first scene was it was using real stunts it was using real bikes you had real scenes going on you had real you know real really dramatic moments where you didn't feel the hand of special effects or cgi or anything so it felt like a really authentic scene and i thought what i really liked about it that quintessential scene where he's in the Aston Martin they're shooting and shooting and shooting at the car you're thinking how long can these bulletproof windows last he's telling her something he's punishing her because she's you know essentially it's been revealed that she's double crossed him and and as he's letting her do this uh, sit sit in the car and he's doing this he turns on the machine gun and and it's in the trailer and then starts to machine gun them and I thought this is brilliant and I think I relaxed after that scene because I thought this isn't going to be a CGI fest no, no, exactly. And also, he's a good... That guy that was introduced then is a good sub-villain. Cyclops, do you oh, remember? God. I mean, he, he... No, but he was good, wasn't he? He was. That was a running theme. I mean, I have to say, I was really surprised. There were many moments in this film where I jumped out of my skin. So when Bond went to the mausoleum of presumably his ex-girlfriend or ex-partner... Yeah, Vesper. Vesper, yeah. And, and that I was not expecting that moment. No. <laughs> I jumped out of my skin. Yes. Yes. It's really effective. There were, a few, there were a few moments that made me jump, and that doesn't usually happen no. in James Bond. No, absolutely not. And and I thought the the sound in his I thought the sound mix there was so good. I actually felt disorientated by the sound at that point. The long and the short of it was, I relaxed into it at this point, and then it it moved at a cracking, licking pace. Where then we go to Jamaica, which was a nice riff on Ian Fleming. I think did he not live in Jamaica, or did he did, did he write yeah, in he Jamaica? Did. Yeah, Ian Fleming did. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he hooks up with the actor Jeffrey Wright, who's Felix, whatever his name. And I thought yeah. I liked that whole subplot. I had to pop to the toilet at the point that something awful happened to Felix. And I mean, for those people who know James Bond like I do from way back and actually read some of the early books, yeah, Felix been James Bond's friends for forever. Yeah, and so. Well, whenever what happens happens on the boat, it's a big deal. And Mark had got to the loo. But <laughs> well, in the moment, I, well, no, I went to the loo knowing he'd kind of been mortally injured because James yeah, Bond looks at him and goes, yeah. you're bleeding. But yeah. in the space of me weeing, James Bond had emoted the loss of essentially his, his brother. 
he did emote for quite quite a good two minutes. Oh, and then it starts to transpire that that um, they've there's this whole scientific route, isn't there, where they're devising a really malevolent sort of viral like drug. I was staggered by how prescient this film felt. Oh God, on so many levels, the virus. Yeah. The, I mean, right down to things like you know, in the old old bonds when they said things like the russians don't like it and the and the you know people don't like it it meant nothing no it meant but nothing i think oh my god russia is, it yeah. doesn't like well there were some great lines where as the story and, and the story unfolds we get christoph waltz involved it's, it's essentially uh, you know blofeld is being trumped by a bigger villain but he's in prison i have to say christoph waltz was in the film for three or four minutes and i found him so compelling yeah, he's he so natural. He sort of throws his performance in, and it's so off the cuff. I think he's just brilliant. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. What they managed to do in this film, and I think some people have mentioned this, is they they combine the two biggest villains of the last about the last three films. Yeah, um, which I can't believe actually came from a, a book. Not that it matters, but I don't ever remember that. Yeah, and then. Um, and then he has to deal with both of them and we get all of that. So yeah. it's like a double dose. Yeah. But then it became quite quick. I mean, I spent my time trying to work out how does this drug work, this virus? It's something if you catch it. But then I realised there was a, there was one other component to this viral sort of weapon. Yeah. yeah. Which essentially baked into this this weapon, bio biowarfare, was that if it got on your skin yeah. or into your system... It would lock into your DNA yeah. and then it would, if you touched or engaged with anyone with similar DNA to you, it would kill them. Yeah. So, so essentially, your extended family. Yeah, extended. exactly. And it, yeah. it's, trans, it's transferred by touch. Yeah. The detail of not being able to touch or be with your family was identical to COVID. Yeah. You know, yeah. where COVID separated families and this was shot and made before COVID. It was. Uh, I mean, just to say as a general point, yes, that's all true what you've just said. But if, I mean, amazingly, this film managed, for me, to be an incredible, incredibly good action, James Bond. But it was also, from beginning to end, in ways that we won't even elaborate today, about family. Yes. Wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, the first shot almost to the end. Yeah. And, it, uh, and I felt that... Um, some people have been really critical of the fact that James Bond in this film was given like a human touch. Yeah. It wasn't the Bond that went around, excuse my French, but shagging girls all over the place <laughs> and drinking and not caring. Yeah. He, he was much more of a considered man, you know, and, and of course he'd got his love, his love affair going Well, on. yeah, Leah Sado, and I really believed that. I, um, I, I thought, yeah, I, I, thought she, I thought she yeah. was really good. I thought she was really good too. She's been criticised a lot for simply not being pretty enough, but that's Oh, ridiculous. crikey, come on. I'm going to be on my own here. I found Lashana Lynch, I, I found the woman who played 007 a tad annoying. I did, I did. And I think she that was unfortunate. Crazy, I found the other girl, that, she, the other girl, what's her name? Oh, Anna de Armas. Oh, she also had the best fight scene. She had, a, that scene, guys, is one of the most brilliantly orchestrated, yeah. coordinated fights I, I can remember seeing in the cinema. Yeah, Yes, I know. I mean, I, I like fights in films and I've seen a lot of them, but I thought that was brilliant. The, including the moment where they pour themselves a drink. Yes. I mean, and it didn't ache. It was done really well. Well, 
I mean, that moment for me gave me goosebumps in the way that these films used to when I was a boy. I, I used to, when I was younger, I'd walk out of the cinema from a James Bond believing I was James Bond and, and I was cool. And then I'd catch a reflection of myself and realise I was 11. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and this time I walked out and looked in the window and I realised I'm 50. <laughs> Is I used to go into them pre before my age because I, I used to get in and um, think I was a Bond girl. Oh, I well, you were, crazy. you were so pretty. You are, I, I mean, you're, you think know, I was Ursula Andrus coming out of the sea. You know, oh, bless. did you notice oh, this wasn't just me that there were a couple of references to the old film, old films like Daniel Craig coming out of the water and being yes. up to his neck? There was another. Another reference as well, which I can't remember. Let's talk about Rami Malek, because I sent my yeah. mama an article today from The Independent, which was asking the question, can Rami Malek act? He's becoming a guilty pleasure for me. And me. And me. I mean, whether he can act or not is still a big question mark over his head, but I find him fascinating. I do. I mean, when he's been criticised, and he has a lot, like in that article, they say he's full of just ticks and this, that and the other, yeah. with no substance. And he looks down and he looks up and he's... And I, but I love all of that. Yeah. I mean, I, th I do think his accent drifted somewhat across the yeah. film. But I, yeah. for me, he delivered... I don't know, there was... Because Christoph Waltz was brilliantly traditional James Bond fodder, but just done in a throwaway, brilliantly brilliant fashion. Rami Malek sort of just took on... He was icy and cold and weird and strange and Buddhist-like. I would say they had a much harder job with him than Christopher Waltz, because Christopher Waltz, but they borrowed heavily from Hannibal Lecter, didn't yes, they? Yes, yeah, you're right. The same, which is very effective, that thing of being in a cage, it's yeah. show, which all worked perfectly. And then he has a very short sort of screen time, and he's very funny. Yes, yeah. he is very funny. Yeah. But whereas I thought Remy, Remy Malik, as it came to the end of the film, he didn't have a lot to do until about three quarters of the way through it. No, I agree. But the really difficult bit to do involving things that we won't go into. Well, it was involving the young girl. I mean, what we discover is Leah Sado has a child and it all gets quite complicated at that point. But um, but you're right. I found, I, I think you, you were accurate when you said they underused him, Rami yeah, Malek. I think so. I think if they'd given him a bit more, more, um, he would have been better. I also yeah. think they underused Cyclops. Yeah, I did. I wonder if a lot of that ended up on the uh, cutting room floor. Because I thought as a villain on a motorbike, he was brilliant. Well, and also that wonderfully odd moment in Jamaica where <laughs> these three guys yeah. bring a, his eyeball out on a platter. <laughs> what, was, what was that about? That was really weird. But it was beautifully yeah. surreal. It was. Beautifully it was, surreal. Um, I really liked that. And I thought the Jamaica... So I thought, again, the sense of worldwide travel was great. You've got Ralph Fiennes in there, Ray Fiennes in there, doing a brilliant job of not being too Leonard Rossiter, but just looking sort of aghast into the camera going, where's Bond and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and also Rory Kinnear. Ro the two of them are good at what they do, aren't they? Yeah. Huge shout-out, sorry, for Ben Wishaw, oh. who... Somebody said, and I didn't think of this, I think it was the woman that we hear reviewing on... Um, uh, oh, Beyond the Trailer. Whatever. Yeah, she said, um, obviously he's G appealing now to the... What's it? G LGBTQ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, it would have been even better for his date to have arrived. That would have given it a sort of... Very um, true, very yeah, true. Thought he was brilliant. I thought he was excellent. He was really good. I think I think everyone was great. I was really disappointed because I, I I wanted to really enjoy Lashana's performance, but I, it it for me it just didn't work. This idea that she'd I mean there was a nice bit of kind of you know banter between the two of them, 
But it did just didn't work for me. It didn't work for me. And plus, she was wearing sunglasses that, as I said to you in the cinema, would have impeded any detective work whatsoever. Those that have liked her have said she's a really strong woman. Yeah, which it's is about great. Time we had a strong woman, you know. Yeah. But which is true. But at the same time, I did not warm to her at all no. as a member of the audience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I thought Anna de Armas was a delivered on that category of Bond girl, sort of resurrected and resuscitated. Yeah, she was good at fighting, but she was ditzy. Yeah, she was. And of course, they worked together on Knives Out. So, um, And it's in classic Bond narrative fashion. It builds to this huge crescendo, which I have to say, you know, I, I in my review of Black Widow recently said, oh, Black Widow's occupying the space of Bond. Let's, let's get to the beef here of what we actually thought of this film. I thought this was a really surprisingly sophisticated and yeah. entertaining Bond movie. I did. I thought the humanity that, that Daniel Craig crept into his performance was the right amount without tugging it away to becoming... I don't mean the word woke. Woke is a good thing in many regards, but it didn't become overly right on. No, uh, absolutely, absolutely. And also, I mean, there was Daniel Craig's performance, which which I would agree led that way. But also, I, I've never seen a Bond film. I mean, I was worried about this aspect, aspect of it because, like, we all see so many modern films. Mm. But it seemed, everything seemed to be seamless, like the mm. editing, the camera. Mm. I thought the camera was brilliant. Camera work was and excellent. I mean, who expects that from a James Bond film? You yeah, know? yeah, usually it's quite um, functional, isn't it? Although the stunts are good, it's quite yeah, unshowy. Yeah. But this, this actually looked good and didn't look good in that way that some of the more recent ones did, which is they think by just plastering CGI everywhere, it looks good like yeah. that. We're not going to give away the ending of the film, but I, I thought I got quite... It was an emotional journey and I wasn't expected to be emotionally engaged as much as I was. You, you're right, it became a film about family relationships. It, it, it challenged uh, James Bond's relationship with women in a, and I think, in a productive way. I think Phoebe... I Wa yeah, and I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge brought... There were moments, I can't identify them now, but there were some crisp little cutaway one-liners that you very much felt was the writer of Fleabag and Killing Eve. Yeah, I mean, occasionally, a couple of the reviews have been nastily said... Oh, well, Phoebe Waller-Bridge didn't bring enough feminism to it. But I think that's unfair because she bought enough. If she'd have bought any more, then we'd have all been thinking this is not, he's been emasculated. He's mm. not James Bond. Up to a point, he's got to be, he's got to look good. He's got to drink his martinis. And okay, I agree with not, in inverted commas, shagging his, the women. But at the same time, he's got to be nice to them and romantic. You know, I mean, all yeah. of those things are Bond tropes. You yeah. can't just... Them. And I think they've parked Bond. I mean, what's going to happen with Bond? I mean, whoever the new Bond is is going to be a cu it's going to be curious to see. But I think they've managed to just do just position him slightly differently that we can all still indulge in what yes. makes him him. Well, you've put it brilliantly. That's exactly what the point I was just trying to make was. Yeah, I mean, that's partly why I was. I suppose in my head, I was. I seen Daniel Craig earlier on in his his life when he's acted and it I, I think an awful lot of that was down to the commitment of his performance he was acting his socks off in a way that no James Bond has ever done very before. true and it worked it very worked. true that's a really yeah. good sum up of him and actually I was left by the end of the film thinking I want him still to be James Bond I did <laughs> which I wasn't expecting no, I wasn't. Let's sum it up and let's score it. I was. I went with a lighter heart than you because I somehow thought that um, 
uh, the new director, mm. um, the Phoebe Waller-Bridge thing, which I temporarily forgot, but I did know about that. I just thought it's his, it's his farewell. They're going to go out on such a bang. And, and they did. I mean, you and I said to each other at some point as we came out, there was, it's a long film, as Mark said at the beginning of this review. But is it nearly three hours? Yeah, two, two and three quarter hours. Yeah, but there wasn't a second that I was bored. I mean, in fact, for the first three quarters, it very, very slightly dipped at the end. Yeah, I said to you or I said to somebody afterwards, I now know the meaning of being on the edge of my seat. Yeah. It, what does that? For all the reasons that we've said... I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I expected to enjoy it, but I didn't expect to enjoy it that much. And what should I give it? As a I piece of fam- as a piece of mainstream action family entertainment, what would you give it? Ninety-eight point two. <laughs> I think you're going to say 007. Um, Okay, yeah. I mean, I think I agree with everything you said. For me, Daniel Craig took me from a place of being really down on him. As I say, not as down as Nadia. And I was, I loved him. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he, I thought he cradled those two things of becoming a bit more progressive, but sort of sticking to all of that stuff. He's incredibly cool in it. Um, yeah. He's suave. He does all of that, but he's not seedy. There's always been a bit of a seediness I've found. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, I agree so, with that. So I thought that was great. I like Lashana's strength, but I just didn't I didn't like the camera and I think it would have been anyone in that part I just didn't like the idea of giving 007 to someone else it just didn't deliver on what I think they wanted that to deliver Uh, I thought Ray Fiennes was great I thought the I I bought into the ludicrousness and all the stories in James Bond are ludicrous I bought into that and and there were just so many rich moments in this Jeffrey Wright actually interestingly I sometimes worry just husks his way through every part with the same voice I thought I believed I liked him I thought he was great too um So I really like the story arc. I like the ending, which I'm sure will get some publicity elsewhere. I thought it built very well to that. Um, it's left me wanting another film with Daniel Craig. I love the twist on family and connections and relationships and all that malarkey. Um, and I, I, and, and as you say, I mean, every single scene was perfectly executed it and was. seamlessly stitched together. There were no baggy filling. There was no, no. Hu- there were no huge scenes of exposition either. No, absolutely not. No, you sort of. I mean, which is why, in a way, and I mean, it's only sort of, it only slightly dips at the end. Mm. But I mean, after all that, you know, <clears throat> on the edge of your seat stuff. I mean, it can be forgiven for yeah, that. Yeah, I can't actually find anything wrong with this for what it is. No, I can't. I and because it completely took me from probably a very average place to absolutely enjoying it. I have to, I think, give this the old 100 out of 100. Because I thought um, it would... Whenever you do that, I always think I've marked... No, I've no, marked no, not at all. I, I, You know, perhaps I could have marked it down for Rami. I just bought into every part of it. I thought it was a sensational time out at the cinema. It's everything yeah. cinema is about. And it yes. and it did it in an inventive way rather than trotting out the same tropes. And I think that's the danger with Bond is that it just becomes a sort of repetition of, of going through the procedures and the motions. And this didn't feel like it was going through the motions whilst it went through the motions. Exactly. So I thought it was excellent. If you think of all the films we've seen that were released, like Tenet, uh, Black Widow and all these ones that were released, and every time we came out of the cinema, the family would all say, Oh, Bond's got a lot to do to top this because it's so inventive. Um, and I it, thought he did it. Totally I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. I, I take back everything I said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really do. I mean, this is slam dunk. Boom. Even Daddy 
you would like it. I, I agree. Think. I came back and I said to Maddie, you have to go and see it. I said to yeah. Kiki, you have to go and see it. I said, it's an absolute edge of your seat barnstormer. It is. Mm. I'm really pleased that it should have got... Because when I was young, I probably had no filmic um, criteria. I was too young. But um, I just like the sort of... I suppose I like the sleaziness of it a bit. <laughs> but, and the, my mother didn't like no. it. But, um, but, you know, the fact that it's gone back to sort of being what drew me to the cinema in the first place... And um, and now I know so much more about cinema. Mm. So it's really, really, I mean, it's great. It's a great feeling. I hope they keep the same director with it. I do. Mm. Yeah, there's that, isn't mm. there? Yeah. Yeah. Great review. There you go, guys. Go and see it. Go and see it at the cinema, and uh, go and yeah, just just enjoy yourself. It's great fun. It, it's Daniel Craig completely turned me round. So yeah, full yeah. credit. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.